British Airways is proud to welcome you to our home, to the thrills of London and the hills of Scotland, to delicious roasts and stunning coasts. Then explore Paris and Madrid and roam around Europe. Devour the art and savour the food, or just shop and shop until you flop into bed. Take off to Britain and beyond. Book now for 2021 and change later with our flexible booking options. Terms apply. Visit ba.com for details. This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop Devok Show with Eric Nam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the K-Pop Tabak Show. I'm your host, Eric Nam, and you're listening to the K-Pop Tabak Show because you are incredible and you are smart and you are beautiful. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a nice rating and review because it helps us a lot. It really does. I really, truly believe it does, right? Yes, it does. Um, and connect with us on our socials. It's at Tebak Show. You can also watch our videos at youtube.com slash dive studios where I sit and talk. Very fascinating stuff. But I promise you, it's it's great. But anywho, um, we're going to get into it. Today's theme is the best of the best, the 2010s. It's the end of the decade. It is 2019. We're going to be in 2020 very, very soon. Oh man, that's stressful. What What did I do this decade? Other than start my career and become a K-pop singer. Anyways, uh, best of the best, 2010s. We're talking the hits that shaped up this past decade, you guys. And you cannot be mad at us for this list because we literally asked you for your recommendations. And that's how we chose these songs. Like, we asked you to tell us and we just pretty much put it together. So, that's it. This is scientifically done by you. So don't blame it on me. Or us. Or Diane, right? Anyways, let's get it. Here we go. Survey says, you're ready? We sent out a survey. You guys submitted your favorite songs. We came up with the three most submitted songs for each year of the 2010s. We counted. We did math. Okay. 2010. Our three songs are Shiny's Lucifer. I use Good Day to Man. And Girls Generation Run Devil Run. You better run, 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 run. I, I think I was at like, I wasn't really into K-pop at this point. I mean, no, I kind of was, but I, more than like the SM, I was more into the JYP side. So I was more into like the Wonder Girls, 2AM, 2PM, like that period. I'm trying to look up like what other songs were like in 2010. Let me look real quick. Yeah, there was like a lot of submissions for a uh, two a.m. two p.m. throughout throughout the survey. Uh, but it just wasn't as many. Wasn't as many. Just like math. like twenty ten, two p.m. had a bunch of songs. Yeah, there there was like, and they were some of like my most formative K-pop songs. You know what I'll say? I'll say this. 2PM showed up a lot, uh-huh. but different 2PM songs because they had so many songs. So right. There wasn't that one song that kept popping right. over and over. Right. So it's just a lot of... And then 2AM had those amazing ballads. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to 2011. 2011... Ooh, this is a strong year. We had 21's Negache Jalaga. I am the best. We had Beast Fiction. Fiction, fiction. And Hana's Bubble Pop. Solid songs. 
Uh, also, special mention, what for, it was like split between Beast and Infinite. Oh. Infinite had a lot of the entries. Chaser? Infinite had a lot of hits like right around there. Too. Wait, let me figure out what date this is. Because they popped up and they just like... They took off right then. Let's move on to 2012. So 2012, guys. This is a huge year. We had size Gangnam style. That... That was not only like a K-pop song. It was like a song of the world, you know? So, absolutely huge. And then Big Bang's Fantastic Baby. Woo! Which is on the same album as Blue. It's all that same album. They had like five singles off that album. Great. And then Shiny's Sherlock. So, I mean, again, I can't, I can't say anything about these songs. These are great songs. Um, I'm trying to think like what else might have been... Around that was Haley's Heaven then. Around that time, yeah, uh, Haley's Heaven came up a lot, and that's also honorable mention. Yeah, Haley's Heaven was also like a really, really. I did radio with her the other night, but um, we were like, "Man, Haley, it's been seven years since you put this album out." She put out Heaven, and then she has a song "Chonyeok Kaner," which is like Evening Sky, which is also such a good freaking song. Oh man, that is such a great album. 2012. That's what I think. That's like when I really, really got into the heart of K-pop. I think 2012 overall just was a huge shift in sound, and like the music videos, mm-hmm. like this sense of like hyper high production. I think like 2012 was really when it hit like that stride. Right. Right. Like crazy music videos. Well, now that you mention it, it reminds me like that was a year when. It was like, again, uh, Psy had Gangnam Style and that music video really gave it legs. And then it was, it was like weird transition because like I Am The Best by 21, that music video, I personally do not think is like the best music video. It's like, it's just loud and it's flashy. Yeah. Right. But Psy's was amazing. And then Big Bang on that album, that 2012 album, they spent so much money on making those videos. Even like Blue and Fantastic Baby was. When did they put out Monster? Do you remember that? Uh, I love you, baby. I'm not a monster. Oh yeah. I mean, Big Bang and Twenty One really pushed that forward. Yeah. You know, I feel like SM was always kind of middle of the road, very just clean cut. While YG artists really were like visually stylistically, we're gonna do whatever we want and just be like super crazy about it. But that really internationally kind of defined a lot of what k-pop should potentially look like and so when people say do you listen to k-pop the automatic assumption was like oh so you have purple hair and like wear studded jackets i'm like no not really but uh so people always ask me like what's your stage name it's like it's eric no i'm like <laughs> well like, do you look different on stage like no i don't i i just i'm boring um but it's it is one of those defining periods of k-pop where it kind of started to really define the visual aesthetics and the importance of storytelling in music videos and albums because i don't think like american artists put together a music video and an album where it's a completely cohesive story for example like exo right they're supposed to be like from all different planets and have superpowers and like everybody has different power like 
Nobody in America is sitting there like One Direction. Okay. No, you are the god of the green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Harry, you are the flying god. Like nobody's doing that, you know. Um, so it's just different. But I think that really helped define and like put K-pop on like a different path, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, twenty uh, twelve was also a huge year of really great music. I in twenty twelve, for the first time, was like I was still on the TV show, had just wrapped up the TV show. And they were, like, getting me to sing all these. So I remember singing Blue on TV. I remember doing, like, all these, like, covers and, like, whatever. And just trying to figure out what I was singing. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and here we go to 2013. So 2013, we're moving on. I debuted this year. Also this year, we had EXO come out with Ududong. Growl. Yeah, and Girls' Generation, I Got a Boy. And BTS is no more dream. I believe BTS also debuted this year. Girls' Generation, they've been around for a few years now. I remember my first music show. I show up and it's Girls' Generation. All wearing like long padding and everybody has like pink hair. And we're, it's like 7 in the morning and everybody's rehearsing. And I was like, that's Girls' Generation. That's crazy. And then I met EXO on After School Club. So they came on and uh, that's how we all got first introduced to EXO. BTS, same thing. Um, so 2013 was like a very, very... If you think about it now, like Girls' Generation is not as active anymore. But when it comes to EXO and BTS, it was that year where everything started to kind of take off for them. EXO definitely started off just a little bit faster than BTS. They debuted a few months earlier than BTS too. So I feel like that's natural. But 2013 was like a pretty big year. I'm trying to think like what else was there um, in 2013. Well, G Dragon started putting out more solo stuff. He did. He had he had crooked. Crayon. Get crayon, your crayon. crayon. Get, Get your, your crayon. One person that we do do we do need to talk about though that is not on this list. I guess she's on honorable mentions, but not here. Um, is Lehigh. Mm-hmm. 2012 and 13. 2012, she had that song one and two and three and four. Breathe. Ooh, that's a great song. And then 2013, she had a song called Rose. But I remember being obsessed with her songs. Like, obsessed. So good. Um, All right. So, great songs. We're moving on to 2014. 2014. You're ready. You're ready. And this is important because there aren't many solo artists on this list. But Taeyang came out with Eyes, Nose, Lips. Which took over the entire world. Man, if you think of 2012, 13, 14, like... And even 15, like, Big Bang. So I kind of owned it all. You know? Um, but Eyes, Nose, Lips, that took over Korea. Like, it was everywhere for months. It was just... It pretty much cemented itself into the number one spot. Yeah. Forever. It's like everyone knows that song. No, nobody does not know that song. And when I say no, like, knows the words. Like, like everything. Outside of Night Eyes, Nose Lips, there was also EXID's We At It, Up and Down. We At It. We, we At It. Yeah, they blew up in 2014 due to a fan cam of Honey Dancing, right? Um, but after that, they just, you know, they've put out a lot of songs. And they were all kind of like in that similar vein, stylistically. But I feel like they have their own lane that people like and really love. Um, so they've had a great 
run with that type of music. But I remember they were everywhere that year、um, because of that one song. They were on every show, every event. They were doing everything. I can't believe it's already been that long. It's been five, six years. That's crazy. Man. And then we also have Epic High, our brothers Epic High with Born Hater. Yeah. I mean, that album also was under YG, and they had. I remember getting the album, and I was like, wow, this is such a well produced album. Like, physical packaging, too. I was like, this is so pretty. Like, it was very well done. And、um, at that point, like, I was just a fan. Like, I didn't know them yet. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, like, they have a new album. And I wasn't like such a. I wasn't like a big Epic High fan as much as I was like a big Tableau solo music fan because、um, I came across stuff, I think, in college or like right after college. And that's how that like that led me into Epic High. All right,、uh, let's move on to 2015. 2015, oh man, this is quite the year. 2015, your top three songs were BTS. I need you, girl. And EXO's coming, baby. And Big Bang's bang, bang, bang. Talk about a heavy hitting year, right? Those were some massive, massive songs.、Um, ooh, like, where do we, like, do I even need to explain? If you don't know, then you're just missing out on life. And, like, I, I, like, I don't even know what to tell you. What a solid, solid group of, grouping of songs. All right, so yeah, this was a huge year. I mean, BTS had multiple albums out. EXO had multiple repackages out.、Um, BTS, they had I Need You, which really kind of shifted their sound from like the young, angsty teenager hip hop y sound to more of an EDM mature mainstream pop beer sound, which I think really got people to listen、uh, and feel the music a little bit more. Same with EXO, I think Call Me Baby. And they did a song called Love Me Right, and that went straight in the middle of the pop lane. And so, me personally, I really, really, really love those songs.、Uh, Come, on, baby. And then the,、uh, Love Me Right, uh huh, baby, Love Me Right, yeah, yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah, love that song. And then on the more hip hop intense side, hippity hop, we had Big Bang. And they had bang, 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 bang.、Um, that was on, like, I think it was her Maid album. Yeah, it is. Right. And this is like, they put out like a album every like month or something, or every, so they spelled out Maid, M A D E.、Uh, yeah. So it went in order. And、uh, so they had like Loser, Bay Bay,、um, all these different songs. So yeah, they had all these different songs on it. And,、uh, You guys chose well. I completely agree with this. 2016, all right. 2016, we're moving on. We hit BTS Blood, Sweat, Tears. Huge song. Twice's Cheer Up. And 17's I Do Nice. Very nice. Also, just great pop songs. Yeah, I think like 2016 was a year then like BTS started to really pick up steam. Oh, okay. So the reason I remember this album, or what year were we? We're 2016, right?、Um, there's like Pitam Numur, but like I also remember like Pritaune, Fire,、oh, and、yeah. Save Me. Was that the same time as Dope? Joro?、Um, Joro, I think it was. Hold on, I gotta look. 
This is how it is. So Young Forever was in 2016 in May. And that had Brutal in the Fire and Save Me, which I also really love. And then after that, they put out Wings, which is in October. So five months later. And that had Blood, Sweat, and Tears, uh, which is Pitam Dummer. And then they put out so much music. Pomnal? And then in February of 2017, they put out Pomnal and Not Today. That's like an album every five months. That's crazy. Oh man, <laughs> that's like so much stuff. But yeah, that's like, it was that boom, 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 boom. Just like that exponential growth of putting out those songs and just consistently going that I think really got them there. In 2017, let's just keep going. We had Sunmi. She had been a part of Wonder Girls for, you know, back and forth. And then she debuted as, not debuted, she came back as a soloist with Kashina. And that really blew up. Her dance, the look, the music video, the song. Coupled with Red Velvet. Red Flavor. I love that song. I still love that song. Listen to it on the regular. And then 101 debuted with Energetic. And boy, oh boy, did they have a big year and a half. Um, yeah, that was a lot. Man, they were super busy. All these people were busy. Everybody here has been busy. And then we hit 2018. We had Pentagon Shine. Man, I need to... We should make a playlist of all these songs. Icons Love Scenario. Love Scenario. And Momoland's Boom Boom. You like the lyrics? I love it. And then we hit 2019. But 2019, we're not going to tell you who it is. Because you have to listen to it on next week's episode. Because uh, we had quite a few top 10 songs for 2019. So... These were our songs for the decade, right? That you guys voted for, mind you. I did not. You guys decided. Um, so yeah, this is a good way just to go down the past decade. Memory lane. Nostalgia. And listen to some good old songs, you know? Give it some more love. This literally reminded me, like, of albums I'm gonna listen to today. I, I'm gonna make a playlist. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um... Also, we have to mention uh, some other artists. We had uh, Winner. Really, really was on the list a lot. Lehigh's Breathe. Uh, BTS. Well, all their songs were pretty much on the album. Or are on the list everywhere. Uh, Eric Noms honestly was on it. Thank you, guys. Special mentions. Um, but yeah. Again, you guys. This is not actually... An important list. We just wanted to highlight some great songs from the past decade. Because how can you actually like rank or like make a full list of whatever? Like whenever people are like, what are your favorite songs? I'm like, I don't got none. And like there have been a lot of uh, articles recently of like top 100 songs of the decade or whatever. I'm like, how can you actually quantify and justify it? Yeah, the list didn't even have Super Junior. And we know for a fact, like, they were very, like, defining of the decade right. as well. I mean, Wonder Girls isn't on here. Yeah, nobody, nobody. I mean, I think that was you. last decade. 
Uh, like 2009. Yeah. But yeah. I, they still had some good songs. Right? Um, who else? Like AOA. Oh, yeah. Yo, AOA had hits on hits on hits. A-Pink. Um, if you're thinking about like the mid-2013, 14, 15, 16 era. Then like, you know, A-Pink for girls. Girl groups. Like after Sonyoshi Day, Girls' Generation… And 21 started becoming a little less active. Or even if they had like their own thing. A-Pink was much more of like the very Korean version of of that music. AOA popped off in like 2016, 17 with all these like really, really great songs. Um, Sistar. I was not a single Sistar song. All to say that this is not a definitive list of all the songs of the decade. This is just what... B2B. The king of ballads. B2B. Uh, Got7. Oh, yeah. Monster X. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many. Guys, you you guys flopped. <laughs> you guys. Actually, we're mad at this survey. <laughs> <laughs> no. All to say that there are so many great, talented artists and songs. Hopefully, these are just some that you guys can go back and listen to at some point And just kind of… You'll probably start thinking about other songs like we just did. And you'll probably fall into love with… Re-fall into love with some of these songs again. Alright guys. So, um, since we're talking about the decade, we're going to go back and we're going to talk a little bit about the 2010s, right? What happened in 2010s. Um, It doesn't have to be necessarily K-pop. But we went into our Discord and we said, give us some of your most favorite or iconic moments from pop culture, from K-pop or whatever. And I'm jumping into Discord now. And I'm just going to read some of these. And we're just going to talk about them. Right? So, let's... I'm going to... Wow, you guys sent a lot into this Discord. If you guys aren't on Discord, you guys can join us. Where we have chats every once in a while. And we, we talk about stuffs. Do you get Baby Yoda? I don't get it. It's... People just are obsessed that Yoda's a baby? That it kind of looks cute? Kind of doesn't. Kind of looks, like, looks creepy. Kind of looks like when you open up a tissue after sneezing. Uh- <laughs> Okay, so uh, 2010s, a lot of you guys have written in that it was such a big decade for K-pop because it really expanded globally and internationally. And it went from being like a, a niche to a more majorly accepted thing. Obviously, with the rise and the great things that BTS and Psy and uh, Blackpink. Blackpink, Big Bang, all those people have been doing, it's been really cool to see that really blow up and do well. Um and that leads us to another thing of just like Asian representation. A lot of people are writing in that, you know, we had TV shows like Fresh Off the Boat, Crazy Rich Asians, like a movie. And um, these big cultural moments for Asians and Asian Americans, which I think is amazing. It's great. You know, we're important. We're here. Hey, what's up? So, yeah. What else? We have uh, Netflix and online streaming. Huge. Oh, whoa. That was like within this decade. Yeah. Because- I also just saw iPad was released this decade. Oh my god. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, because I was in ninth grade, which is 2009. I was subscribed to Netflix, but Netflix wasn't streaming. It was, it was DVD sending DVDs. And only two at a time. And so I was trying to catch up on Lost. That takes forever, bro. That's… Yeah. If you guys don't know Netflix, um, originally it was… You would subscribe and you would order the DVD on the internet and they would ship it to your house and you watch the DVD on your DVD player and then you package it up and you send it back 
And then you can reorder whatever else you want to watch next. Yeah. And that was like early 2000s. Early that, was, that was me in 2009 to 2010. And then the streaming probably happened. Because they were giving out the CDs to have it on your Wii. Right. Yeah. So I w- could only watch Netflix on my Wii. Not even online yet. That's crazy. I just found that the first iPad was released April 3rd, 2010. iPads haven't even been out for 10 years. When did Spotify happen? I don't know. Spotify changed the game for music. Spa, Spotify launch date. It launched in 2008. Really? Yeah. Well, in, in Europe. Yeah. It didn't come to the U.S. To 2011. Yeah. Because Spotify really changed the game in terms of music discovery. And right. like artists getting found. Because remember Galant's… Oh, well, spoiler alert. What? Because Galant said oh, yeah. that's how he got his like major right. like burst of recognition. Right. Yeah. Galant… A lot, I mean, Spotify really opened doors for a lot of artists as well. Because the playlisting and discovering artists allowed people to really find new artists and find what they like. Um, we talked a lot about that with Galant on I Think You're Dope. Um, shameless plug. Go ahead and listen to that podcast because it's great. Um, yeah. Man. Oh my gosh. So many things happened. Pokemon Go happened. People used to carry around point and shoots if they wanted to take photos at a given moment. I oh my gosh! Like I used to carry around like my a point small and shoot. camera, yeah, yeah, like a Canon Pixel, mm-hmm. whatever. Oh my gosh! What else is there? I'm just looking, looking. You guys do do the kids know the T nine? <laughs> People don't know Game of Thrones. Mm. Game of Thrones happened. This Frozen happened. Um, Frozen happened to us. Marvel really took off. <laughs> Somebody goes, I know I'm going to sound hella old, but when Ijun ripped his pants while dancing to Sisters Push Push <laughs> on Golden Bell back in 2010. <laughs> that is such a descriptive that is- <laughs> moment. Who knew, like, imagine being them and having, like, that moment in your life stand up in someone else's life. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Tell you're me about a like, happy moment in your life. In the decade. You're like, this is one of my stand-up oh my memories. <laughs> oh, yeah. What has been your, Eric, like, your one of your most stand-up moments, whether good or bad, in your experience in Korea, like, working? Like, was there, like, a moment working on a show or like making a song or performing a song that like to this day like either haunts you or you know warms your heart. I've really blocked all of it out in my brain. I feel like you're forgetting about the rat. The what? The rat and where were you? Like Paraguay or something? Oh, the rat that I ate rats. You ate rats? Yeah. Wait, what rat are you talking about? I'm talking about the rat that was like in your little mosquito net. That was last decade. This decade, I ate rats on a TV show. It was horrendous. You guys don't actually understand. Like, people are like, oh my god, like, tell me a funny story. I'm like, uh, it's funny to you, but to me, it was traumatizing. Like, but if I tell you one of them, it's like for a TV show, we had to catch field rats and eat field rats. And it's, Haunts me to this day. And I wish I could tell you more detail, but I can't. 
I should not talk about rats because now people are going to just tweet rats at me again. Oh, Y'all are rude. Hearing K-pop being played on the local radio stations in my country. That's actually really cool. Like, that's what the internet has the power to do. I think YouTube really took off. Yes. Because YouTube, yes, was always around. But the way people use YouTube and um, how companies now use YouTube has really changed drastically because when YouTube first came out, it was definitely just like a hosting site. It was just like, that's where you put videos to share it on other platforms like Facebook. Memes. Yeah. GIFs. Tumblr. The creation of the Big Titty Committee. (laughs) I thought we were going somewhere else. What did you think we were going to? I don't know. Because I said Tumblr and then you said that. And I was like, what? Oh. I was never a big Tumblr person. Anyways. um, Yeah. The the decade was full of surprises, guys. A lot of memes. A lot of internet things. Internet has really... I for If you're younger, you probably don't know. And even for me, like, I forget what life was like prior to internet. Like, but it was huge. Because even in, when I was in high school, if like we had computers, but if you had like a notebook computer, it was like a big freaking deal. If you had something that, the, actually there were no other phones, there were no smartphones when I was in high school. So like it's all flip phones and everybody just started learning how to text. Um, no Google Maps. So if you wanted to go somewhere, you go to the computer lab and you you print out directions. And as you're driving, you're like looking at paper, trying to count like 900 meters. How do I, where do I turn left? Um, so yeah, that's all like 10 years ago, which is crazy. K-pop would not be where it is without K-pop streaming would platforms. Be, be nowhere. Not with YouTube, without YouTube, you can't do it. YouTube really paved the way for K-pop. YouTube and then streaming platforms. Man, it's been a crazy decade. I'm curious to see like what goes away and what else appears in the next decade. Because, I mean, we're going to go to the moon soon. And we're going to have spaceships. And we're going to have uh, robots. And We've been going to the moon since the 60s. <laughs> I mean, as in like, oh wait, I'm an idiot. I meant as in like going to go colonize the moon or Mars or something. Okay. I meant as in like, we're going to be living in outer space. We are living in outer space. Like full on colonies. I'm just going to shut up. The earth is in space. I'm sorry, guys. I've let you down. We gotta go. Oh my God. Um. But yeah, it's been a good decade. For me personally, it's been interesting because it's. I started the decade thinking I was going to graduate college, go do something in New York, and then I ended up here in Korea doing music and podcast for all 19 of listeners now. Thank you to all of you for listening. Um, this next decade is going to be a big one. Don't you think? Yeah. So if you think... It's ever too late to do this or that, or life is going to be just as it is now. Think again. Yeah, guys. 
Just go for it. Do whatever you want. We're in 2020. We're in the future now. So, uh, thanks for listening to us today. Ramble about random things. I can't believe we went through songs of the decade and then we ended up talking about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Um, anywho, hope you guys have a great wrap up to the year. Happy holidays. Next week, we're talking about the top 10 songs of 2019. Um, and then after that, we'll be in 2020. We're going to talk about what the year has in store for everybody, for myself and things we should look forward to and all that stuff coming up soon. If you want more conversational podcasts, go ahead and listen to I Think You're Dope because it's a great show and we have some great people on it. And um, yeah, so check out all the other podcasts on Dive. Please be sure to connect with us at Dive Studios and at Tabak Show. And I uh, hope you guys have great holidays and we'll talk to you guys again very, 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 very soon. Goodbye, bye, bye. Bye. Outro! Thank you for listening to K-Pop Debug with Eric Nam. No.